Welcome to the Mental Health and You podcast. This podcast brings you information and advice from across the Norfolk and Suffolk NHS Foundation Trust, with a range of teams, services and those who use them, sharing their experiences and wisdom with us every fortnight. Welcome to our podcast today. We're the Psychology in Schools team and I'm Dr Beth Mosley, a consultant clinical psychologist and we're here today to think about social media and mental health and how parents can support their children or teenagers with this really complex area and topic. And I'm not here on my own. I've got a couple of uh, really appreciative guests. Um, well, no, I'm appreciating the guests. <laughs> so we've got Emily here. Emily, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Emily Meisen. I'm an assistant psychologist working in the psychology in schools team and the under 18 wellbeing team within NSFT. And just to kind of clarify that Emily also has a special interest in this topic and has done some research in this area. And then Faye, well, welcome indeed, Faye. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hiya, I'm Faye. Um, I'm a year 13 student doing psychology, sociology and health and social care and I'm looking to go to university next year to do mental health nursing uh, and I've got a massive passion for this topic. Wonderful, fantastic. Well thank you for joining us amidst your exam season, really appreciate it. So we're, we're going to just briefly think together about this really complex complicated topic which brings up lots of strong feelings in people for for many different reasons uh social media and young people is social media something that no matter what age you are if you've got a phone or you're using digital technology you're likely to be familiar with it in some way um and i guess we emily you've got a brilliant definition of social media you might want to give us because often we don't necessarily know what social media means Okay, so to define social media, we're thinking about web-based applications, so apps, and they're normally user-generated content. So the they might be hosted by a company like Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever, but the content on it that people are looking at is, is put up by users. So they're really driven by that kind of user-generated content. And there's normally, you'd create a, a profile specifically for that site or app, um, and they also are kind of around facilitating development of, of social networks by connecting with other people with similar interests or groups or who who meet um, certain kind of criteria. So there's there's often that element of connecting with other people within particular groups or demographics. So some good examples of sites that we would all relate to social media might be TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Sometimes even th things, platforms like WhatsApp can be used as, as a kind YouTube. of social media platform and YouTube. So that's just to kind of help contextualise what we mean by social media to the listeners. And I guess the key thing I'm taking from that is there's something really there about social connection, isn't there? And we know that positive relationships are the biggest predictor of health and well-being. And the research is showing that lots of young people are reporting how social media supports them build positive connections with other 
people that could be other young people people that they wouldn't necessarily have opportunities to meet with in their everyday life and this can be particularly true for the young people who might be in a marginalized group or might have a special interest which not many of their friends or or peers have so I, i've met with lots of young people who've said it discovering a community of like-minded people online was so valuable for them giving them a sense of belonging and a group of people that they could share their passion with so there's some really positive things about being having opportunities to connect with others but I guess there is the other side as well and there are often things that we hear about a lot in the media about young people being exposed to content which can be quite damaging or negative and Faye I thought this might be a good time for you to come in as a young person who's probably used social media from quite a young age compared to me um, and just what your thoughts are really and your experiences. Yeah so I've probably used social media since the beginning of high school so age 11 and um, for me as as a younger person I always sort of perceived what was on social media as true and for some people it's it's going to be really obvious that not everything on social media is true and that you know people use filters and and that they're only going to portray their best lives on social media and that they're going to cover up their acne and and filter out the, the parts that they they don't really like about themselves but for me, that wasn't sort of obvious. And so I just took social media as sort of this this reality that I'm not living in. And so for me, if anything, if if my parents were, were just to sort of sit me down and say, you know, so, you know, social media is a really great pl- place to to be on, to create all these friends and post all these pictures. But just to remember that actually it's not all completely the truth would have been so helpful because I think it definitely would have it would have helped me to realize that I'm not the only body only one with with spots or and I'm not the only one that isn't going on holiday every week um so yeah just that sort of calm conversation of just to let you know that don't take everything you see on social media as true would probably been what would be most helpful for me Wow, that's really insightful. And I think what strikes me, and I'm a parent too, is how you're describing your parent just acknowledging the positives. So you're not kind of just throwing it all out as a bad thing. And then in a in a nice, helpful, supportive, calm way, just kind of explaining perhaps or, or being curious with you about your understanding of what's real and what's not so real and I guess that requires your parents have a bit of knowledge about social media themselves in order that they can have an understanding of, of what you might be seeing so that they can be mindful of you know that mistake that that a lot of young people might make when they're looking at content because sometimes it can be really difficult the filters are so sophisticated now aren't they that it's not necessarily obvious so and I think Emily we talked about this in our parent workshop didn't we this kind of comparison um it's got a special term hasn't it social comparison theory which was coined by Festinger and it 
the thing is we will do it all in our everyday life we're always comparing ourselves to other people because that's what we do as humans um you know we do compare ourselves to people um but i think that the the thing with social media is it's made it so easy because you used to maybe compare yourself to people in your in your school for instance or people that you might see walking around the street whereas now with social media because there is that global connectivity you can be comparing yourself with people anywhere in the world and the social comparison can can happen in two directions so you can have upward social comparison where you're comparing yourself to people that you perceive as being better or more attractive than you and you can have downward social comparison when you're you're comparing yourselves to those that you perceive as less attractive or less desirable or less successful than you are and so it does happen in both ways. But as humans, we have more of a tendency to go towards the upward social comparison, which will then negatively impact our own kind of self-esteem and um, how we how we view ourselves, I guess, our perception of ourselves. And it's because we're just exposed on such a scale now with social media that we never would have been before. If you are someone who does have a tendency to kind of internalise these kind of yeah the social comparison and and your perception of yourself if you're someone who does that then it's, it's so accessible now and I think that's where the risk of it with social media is it's not that it's letting you do anything that you wouldn't do in normal everyday life it's just that it's on such a great scale that it's simpler to access but I think it's also important to be aware that it is something that people will be doing all the time regardless of whether they're on social media because it's not some completely separate thing we we do just compare ourselves to other people and i think that's on so many different levels isn't it because it's not it might be comparing yourself physically or popularity wise the number of likes you're getting or not getting which is something i'm experiencing at the moment as i'm trying to be on tiktok as a kind of mental health influencer um but also just the way we portray our lives and i know that i started to recognize i was feeling increasingly agitated by other people portraying perfect lives and perfect family holidays and perfect everything and it was making me feel so negative about my own life and I realized that I do the same thing you know I post the best pictures of me on holiday with my kids the best landscapes and I don't intend to do that to make other people feel worse but that's just sort of what happens and I've actually tried really hard now to not post any of those kind of pictures because I recognize that it has a negative effect on me so it's kind of like a bit of a culture that we're stuck in even as adults and if you're an adolescent you know fitting in with your peer group understanding your identity and developing your developing and changing body and appearance is so critical it's one of the most important things during adolescence so if I'm struggling with some of this stuff as a fully grown adult who's you know quite confident um, then it must be so hard as a as an adolescent I mean Faye how did how did you manage that? I mean, did you did you have friends and, and relationships with peers that you could kind of make sense of this together with? I think for me, and I still do it now, that sort of comparison thing is such a big, big part of of my life and so many people's lives that I know. I mean, uh, I ended up a few years ago, I ended up deleting TikTok because it was consuming my life. And it was just putting me in this really awful place where I ended up just comparing myself all the time. And and it's really hard to not do that. I think it's almost impossible not to. 
because when you're faced with all these videos of people it's impossible not to go oh I wish you know I wish this or I wish that and I actually ended up re-downloading TikTok to see how people found the the A-level papers that I've been sitting because I was like well if people are giving the same answers as I am then maybe (laughs) maybe you know I've got it right and you go on TikTok and you type in oh psychology paper to see what people have found and I think it's probably the worst thing I could have done because I came out of I came out of the exam thinking oh that was okay and then I go on TikTok and people go oh I wrote this and this and so that comparison has just been taken from even just comparing how you look to just your sort of success or generally Yeah. yeah yeah performance and and then I thought oh no I've done really badly um but it's even if it's just like one person who said oh well I wrote this it makes you feel like the whole of the country has written that and you're the only one that that has written something different that might be right and so it's sort of the same for for in terms of appearance or or events you know you might see one person on the internet who's who's gone to I don't know a concert and and had a great time and then you suddenly sort of generalize it to everyone and thinking oh everybody's having such an amazing time and I'm just here doing nothing and so especially as a younger person I really struggled with that and so it was important for me to make sure that I stayed connected with people that I knew in person and and had made really close relationships with because I knew that those people was you know that was reality and what happens in their life is reality and it was actually very very similar to what was happening with me and so to be able to have that connection with them sort of brought me back to reality instead of just thinking that people on TikTok are all living this great life that I'm not living. That's so helpful and you've described it so beautifully and I think if I think about lots of the young people that that I or Emily might work with often young people are stuck with thoughts in their head about things which are the thoughts aren't true even though they feel like they're true Um, and often those thoughts can then be confirmed by looking at something like TikTok because we've all got that bias to see sometimes the things that we're most worried about and often what we talk about when we're working with young people is just talking about those thoughts with some balanced people, wise people, good friends can immediately dispel the myths that we've built up in our own heads and also can help us feel much more normal because I find that when I describe something in my head that's been bugging me as a a busy working mom and one of my friends who's also a busy working mom goes that exact same thing has happened to me today I immediately feel like I'm not failing as a mom but instead this is what the reality of life is like for most of us um, and that's okay Um, and I think often these thoughts can spiral if you're stuck with them on your own and then you look on social media and those other images feed into those thoughts and instead of calming you down escalate the distress um so so that's a really helpful description that you've you've provided there and i'm guessing you know for parents who are on this call where does that leave them 
And I would say, and Faye, you can um, certainly say whether you think this is helpful or not. I would say being a parent who is available for your child or young person to sound off some of these ideas, make sense of some of these thoughts, to take the time to just listen, really listen and be curious rather than just say, oh, don't be silly. Of course, that doesn't apply. Oh, you're, of course you did fine on the exam. Faye. You revised really well. Do you know what I mean? Um, that just giving that space to share some of those thoughts and ideas and just the process of making sense of things in a validating, calm way could potentially provide a trusted conversation or a trusted supportive relationship that you might not always get with your friendship group if you're you're in a situation where sometimes your friends aren't reliable or you might have fallen out with them yeah I can completely agree with that and I think also as well in terms of that sort of comparing your life maybe just saying well remember that time we went on holiday and um you know it was like amazing and just saying you didn't make a TikTok out of that, but it still happened. And and so these people are just experiencing things that we've experienced, but it's just that they're posting it and so you're seeing it. But that doesn't take away from from the the amazing things that, that you experience, if that makes sense. It's sort of like just realizing that you do have these things. It's just that nobody has them all the time. That, yeah, that that's really helpful advice. It's like the counterbalance to the negative thinking, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. That's really helpful. And and Emily, I'm just thinking about the kind of social contagion element here. So what we know is is that you know, if if you're exposed to distress, it tends to make you feel distressed, and then that can add. And I just wondered if that's yeah. something worth mentioning here, because I guess in in if young people are talking to other young people in distressed states and those other young people are getting distressed too, I guess we could see young people being unintent, you know, not meaning to, but being unhelpful to one another. Yeah, I think it's really difficult, isn't it? Because it can, I think social media is such a complex topic because there really are such significant strengths and such significant kind of concerns. And it's it's not easy to put you know, it's it's not black and white in any way at all. And I think you're right. There is there there can be that element of kind of unhelpful spirals. Um, but there can also be very supportive kind of communities that develop, like you were mentioning earlier, when particularly if people are feeling more kind of ostracized from their local, you know, community or don't maybe have friends who have the same interests and things like that. So I guess again, it's just it's so complex and there is no one kind of right or wrong or truth or falsehood about it it's it's really complex isn't it and I mean I definitely think there are there are things that can be unhelpful and I think the difficulty with things like TikTok is that their algorithms are very clever because if you watch particular types of videos and if you engage with them then you will get more and more of that type of video show up on your feed and I guess then you've got a risk of if you are a young person who might be feeling quite low and watches some videos that have been made by other people young people who might be feeling low you could quite quickly end up with a feed that is quite dominated by that type of video and that could potentially then have a negative impact on on your own mental health and well-being Whereas equally, you could watch lots of 
funny animal videos or something that that might really make you feel kind of more cheerful and you know it's not going to cure kind of significant mental health problems or distress but it it's that little thing that might be a little lift and so it's really difficult because the more you watch and the more you engage with on the social media sites the more you will get of that type of video in your algorithm and I think that's something that's really important for parents to be aware of because they might go on TikTok and get a particular type of video and think that that's what TikTok's about. But what their young person is looking at is going to be very different. And it's very individualised to what you've watched, what you've liked, what you've commented on. And so it's not as straightforward as, you know, if you gave someone a book to read, it's always going to have that same information in. Whereas mm. if you told someone to look on a social media website, it's going to be completely different for every single person who looks at that and so you're never going to get quite the same experience as someone else which I think is really important to be aware of. Absolutely and I, I think that one of the things that we talked about in our parent workshop is some advice that parents could give young people was around helping them get good at noticing the effect that certain content is having having on them so that they're acknowledging when I watch this type of stuff it makes me feel like this I don't want to feel like this, like if it's low or angry or distressed. So I'm going to try and make sure that on my feed or my For You page, I'm tapping into things that are perhaps more uplifting or more positive. So there is something, I guess, about recognising that tuning into the way something is making you feel and then feeling like you can take some action to step away from that content and if you don't want to then just get completely off your phone for whatever reason, that you can move towards a different sort of content, which can potentially support you to feel different sorts of emotions, which perhaps will will be better for you in that moment. So it's kind of empowering our young people really to, to believe that they can notice the feelings and then take some kind of preventative or proactive action to step away and move away from it if that makes sense. You do need to have some basic knowledge of how the technology works to know how to do that though, which is why I think it's really helpful for parents to listen to things like this, to do a bit of research so that they know how these sites work so they can advise their young people. Absolutely. Because you do need to have that basic knowledge of kind of how the algorithms will work and things like that. And I'm not saying you need to know massive detail about it and that you need to know all the minutiae of it but you just need to kind of know that if you like things and comment on things you'll get more of that type of thing and so if you want more of another type of content to show up then you need in your suggested then you need to kind of engage with that type of content and so on and I think it's the more parents know about these things and I know this is something again that we talked about in our um, parent workshop but the more knowledge that parents have and the more interest they show in what their young people are consuming on kind of social media sites and things the better position they'll be to support them with that and to advise them and to be that person that they can go to when things might be more difficult or they might have seen something that's more distressing or I think I've got a 14 year old, well, nearly 14 year old daughter, and I took a really negative position originally about TikTok and everything. And as a consequence, she never really shared any of that stuff with me. And she'd, I'd say, oh, gosh, I can't believe this has had a million likes. It's just one person rolling their eyes. And I had this conversation with her about 
and in a different way, like really showing an interest. What is it about this influencer rolling his eyes that has has given him like two million views, two many like two million likes? And she was like, "Mum, it's really relatable." I was like, "How's rolling your?" Eyes? She said, "You just don't get it, but this content is so relatable to the world that I'm in, and that feels really good that someone else gets it." gets it in a nanosecond gets it with these little kind of you know very short clips and and I think that some of this stuff is actually more sophisticated than we give it credit for um and there is something about content feeling relatable but the other day I mean we just sat on the sofa and went she just was going through TikTok and I just sat with her and I went through it all and before we know it there's these bodysuits I was like oh they and, and you, you do get sucked into it but what was really lovely is that rather than her spending half an hour on her own in her bedroom on TikTok we actually spent half an hour together and we I was really curious about it and and there was what somewhere I was saying no don't don't scroll up I want to watch that and it was really nice it was like a really bonding experience for both of us and it just is educating me I'm constantly seeking information from her help me understand this help me make sense of this why is this trending right now and it, it's given me such a view into her world and some of the challenges in her world but it's also given me an opportunity to get closer to her and have those really lovely moments and conversations that actually become more and more difficult to have as your children go into adolescence because you feel like you've got less and less that you can relate to them on yeah but I bet I bet what you did the other day probably wouldn't have do you think that because you've started using TikTok more recently haven't you you've started making mm. videos and do you think that since you've started doing that that's changed your perception totally. it's and that's me probably a completely different perspective and, I, and yeah yeah I think that's really helped me put myself in young people's shoes actually and one of the things that I mentioned before is there's there's various filters on TikTok but there's one way you can just smooth your skin out a bit and you can wipe <laughs> your teeth up a bit. And, and you know, I've ended up doing that on my videos because it's meant that I haven't had to worry about what I look like when I, I just can put the camera up and I can just speak and not worry how old I look or how wrinkly I look or how my makeup is, you know. And um, and it's very subtle, but it just hasn't it's freed me up from worrying too much about what I look like and, and being more focused on just speaking from the heart and I noticed a lot of young people were talking from the heart about stuff that makes them very vulnerable but they were using a filter on their face while they were doing it and it it gave me such a different viewpoint that often perhaps filters you know as they, they can also be negative of course but they can sometimes enable young people to have the confidence to talk about more difficult stuff um, and put their heart on their sleeve, so to speak. So even that shifted my view of, you know, filters are bad, you know, to, well, filters can be helpful and they can be unhelpful, if that makes mm. sense. They definitely have a purpose like that. They exist for a reason, don't they? People use them for a reason. And that probably is a lot to do with what you're saying about, you know, it makes people feel more confident. I guess on the flip side of that, then you've got you've got that thing of, what's real and what's not for people who are viewing the content and potentially if Checking you're viewing everyone expectations yeah. yeah if you're viewing everyone who's got beautifully smooth skin and white teeth and then you're looking in the mirror and not seeing that then that's potentially and it's awful because I sometimes 
look on the mirror after I've done a TikTok and think, oh, damn it, I don't look like that. So it does. So I imagine that really does have an impact on young people who are using filters a lot with their TikToks that they then look at their own, you know, their own faces without the filter and they maybe don't like what they see because the filters are so effective at just enhancing and just making you look that little bit more attractive. Um, and I guess but, that's what the difference is when I was saying earlier about how you know we always compare ourselves to people whether that's in real life or not I guess the difference with social media is things like TikTok not TikTok filters sorry because if you're walking down the street in real life you're seeing you might see people with makeup on to enhance their appearance and things but you're you're ultimately seeing what is actually there aren't you whereas online you're not necessarily you don't know if people are using very subtle filters and you don't know if what's real and what's not it's so I guess so that's the difference to, to remember that really um definitely and Faye I was just wondering about you know a top tip to finish on in terms of one of the things I've noticed is there are quite a lot of really popular influencers who are kind of exposing themselves fully without a filter so for example some influencers who are able to provide instructions and advice and guidance on different products and makeup who always start off um, their videos with their skin completely naked and they've got quite significant acne and it's and it's just there's something really beautiful about actually watching somebody being so so completely transparent and honest about that and not being ashamed of it not being negative about it just this is who I am and and then kind of talking about their makeup as something they enjoy and love doing you know it isn't about covering up the spots necessarily it's just about who they are and I just wondered if you had any thoughts really on you know advice to other people and other young people who are recording content to help help your others feel less um, I suppose negative about themselves after they've watched something. Yeah I think just being as honest as you can I mean I, I don't I don't really produce much social media content but I think if I was to it would be the more not not negative side but just just being real just you know saying oh today was a really hard day or or this is how I really look and it's just that sort of that concept that it's normal and that yeah it's, it's just that emphasis on on sort of reality really but in terms of parenting and and social media I would say that because social media is such a massive part of so many young people's lives it's a massive part of my life it's it's not about saying don't use social media because realistically that's not going to happen and it's just going to cause people to to hide away that they are using social media but to use it in a in a positive way so like for example during covid me and my mum made loads of really funny TikTok videos um that I never posted because it was just too embarrassing but <laughs> it was just about having that sort of quality time together and using social media in a way that you go oh this one looks fun let's recreate it um or I do it with my friends and and we find TikTok videos and recreate them and it's just about enjoying it and sort of bringing out the good side of it and using that to to sort of create that relationship I mean I send my mum so many cat videos on a daily basis and I get them, <laughs> I get them back all day at school I'm receiving these cat videos 
so it's just it's just sort of using social media to create that that positive relationship really and I think that's so important because it's because it's such a big part a big part of somebody's life and especially young people I think the more open you are with it with your child then the more they're going to want to share the experience with you and they're going to want to share it as a positive thing and so in turn they're going to get a positive experience of social media is my perspective on it what a wonderful way to end the podcast and I think you're right if, if we can do that and enjoy the positive and, and enjoy the creativity it offers we can also then as parents be likely to be the people that our young people come to if they've had a negative experience or they're worried about something that's happening or they've seen on social media um, and then we're in a fantastic place to support them with that um, so yeah. I think you're you've just been fantastic Faye it's been so great to have you on as a guest and thank you Emily too um hopefully the parents who've listened to this will find it incredibly helpful um and have a lovely evening both of you and good luck with the rest of your exams Faye thank you thanks thanks for listening please subscribe to make sure you don't miss a future episode Let us know what you thought of this episode by reaching out on social media. If you haven't already, listen back to previous episodes to hear some of the best mental health advice for you.